So, welcome to uh, episode number 14 of Brain Leakage. Uh, this episode, we're going to be covering the Daleks Part 4. And just some brief information um, about this episode. And most information I've gotten from uh, Doctor Who Reference Guide, you can find it online. Still a great resource. I don't think it's updated now, but still a great resource. Um, this episode is written by Terry Nation and directed by Christopher Barry. Starring William Hartnell, William Russell, and uh, Jacqueline Hill. Uh, broadcast January 11th, 1964. And the original episode title is The Ambush. Uh, it's a seven-parter. was originally titled The Mutants. But later came to be called The Daleks. To cut confusion with the third Doctor story of that title, of course. Um, the notes that the Thal's next appearance outside of the seven-parter is the third Doctor story, Planet of the Daleks. So, let's just jump into this since this pod being recorder only does 90 minutes. So, I can't rant too much. So, let's jump into this episode. And one of my uh, favorite things about actually the first Doctor is I actually really enjoyed the opening. And I know it that basic opening is stretched into the third Doctor in, in some form, I think, uh, with some of the visuals. But it's actually one of my favorites. I think one of the probably more interesting things about this early uh, Dalek story, I mean, the first Dalek story, is how much evolved and changed, and, and I, in my opinion, personal opinion, was improved later. Uh, the whole electrical, like, walkways that they had to have, and that such thing, I think, was uh, uh, improved greatly, I think, later. So the Daleks could... In a word, stretch their legs and go. Um, but yeah, but the like other interesting thing, I love the corridors, and even like the mutated and the, how fearsome that mutated Dalek was was of course like highlighted in this first story. I mean, how good is Susan? The fact that we haven't gotten her back. In the TV show, I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that uh, Carolyn Ford, like her performance, is so good. I think a lot of people, show producers and stuff, have been kind of intimidated to bring that character back. You know, it would be such an epic thing to bring her back. Oh, I do love the. See, okay. My thing about Dalek voices. Is I do find them irritating. But I think in the way they're meant to be irritating. They're supposed to be. Get on your nerves to a certain extent. So I, I do love the more modern voice. Than the voices that's used in these first stories and stuff. <laughs> I like Susan getting captured on purpose. And then winking at them. She always had that, that thing. Probably wasn't explored as much as it should have been. Of her fearlessness and almost childish, not childish, but like she was fearless, but she of course knew, I think she knew, I don't know how much expanded stories like Big Finish has explored this, that she knew that she probably wasn't going to die. 
but um, yeah, I think it, there is certain intimidation for bringing her character back, unless there's a right thing, because I, even after reading a lot about it, I don't fully understand the right stuff for TV shows in UK and how certain characters, like on Doctor Who, like the reason why the Ronnie is not returned is because of, of, of issues with the rights holder. Um, yeah, I, I, his voice in the doll like it's just projected like weirdly. Now a lot of stuff is established here about how the Daleks interact with their surroundings is of course established here in this first episode pretty well. Each Dalek having almost a unique voice, I think, is something that was improved getting rid of that later because the Daleks being of one hateful force speaking the same voice and all I think works better for those characters those characters it's almost weird to say those as like individuals when it comes to the dogs they just are the dogs they're this mass force of evil one of the effects I've always wanted to use in like a short film or something is the cutting of metal effect that that they use in this episode as they're cutting in, the Daleks are cutting into the place where uh, our heroes are hiding. Like, it's it's a simple effect, and I've all, it's one of those ones I've always had down of like, you know, use this someday. It's like, there's a number of those I've always wanted to use in short films or, or, or something I'm working on. They just need, I love old effects like that, that are simple and work. I mean, one of these days I'm gonna have a flying saucer, it's just two plates put together. And on the subject of the cutting effect, a friend of mine said he worked on the set of a small independent film. And they did that same old fashioned cutting effect into something, but when they showed the actual torch that was being used, they just had a sparkler, and the person was basically holding the sparkler out to make that effect. I don't know if similar to what they're using here with the Daleks to show them cutting in but work I think and a legit well a legit not only early criticism of my Doctor Who early stuff but even later stuff is like filler episodes and some stories just lasted way too long um, and I think Daleks is hurt by that I mean the story previous like down the earthly child like the cave stuff caveman stuff like they could have cut that down to probably two episodes and it would have worked uh, that's why it's not really one of my favorites and the Daleks could have been a whole lot better too I know they're fan favorites and a lot of people love them, but Anne and Barbara don't get enough credit for how much they, those actors and those characters really, like, cemented Doctor Who. 
inclusion of the thaws and like I was talking about in notes earlier, the fact that it, the thaws don't appear again until the third Doctor story, Planet of the Daleks, is really interesting when you think about it. I know the Daleks appeared plenty of times, but it's, it, it's kind of interesting, I think. Maybe to the point where, like, Terry Nation had different stories to tell. And he already did kind of an origin story here. I don't know. Just the interesting writer's viewpoint of why you didn't go to that so quickly. I wonder what the visual of the elevator is coming up. I mean, I mean you could probably use a tube with just pushing something through a tube and it would probably work as that just thoughts I have and now they're going to push this supposedly really heavy statue thing down on the elevator which is smart and smart but the stuff he does most of the time which is weird because you know a lot of people talk about a lot of later companions not being able to handle themselves most of the time it's interesting that that was not something that was started with the companions were very much able to handle themselves in situations where well, Ian and Barbara were there you got the thaws all shaved chests and ready fraction now where are those shaved chests I'm I talk about people's hairy chests. It's black and white. I can't see it that good. Nope. Those aren't shaved. One thing that I've always thought, and it always comes up when I watch the, this first Dalek story, is I don't think the Thals come off as a very strong characters in his first story and they really don't in the third doctor story either i don't think it's really until genesis genesis of the daleks where they come off as good characters on their own uh they i think they're the weakest part of this story right there you can slightly see i think a camera shadow in the background of them arguing whether they're leaving or winning those dolls. It's a little neat thing. Those things never bother me really and stuff. And they happen today but they just get removed. You know, famously the guy that's in, in the Mandalorian episode. And they removed him even, I think by next, the week following on Disney+. Plus. So Ian, Ian is an interesting character because I think if he was written today, he would be more of a bookworm type character, uh, a more intellectual, and I don't mean that Ian's not those things, but I think that's where they would pigeonhole his character is today. Um, and he's not overly, what makes him an interesting character I think in a way is he's not overly heroic. Like he's scared, he's cautious, you know, he's fearful, all this stuff. But he's also 
ready to throw himself into things if he needs to to help people. Like I've said, I think him and uh, Barbara were very cornerstones in, in the beginning and in, in the bedrock of this show because they not only is is the audience experience the show through them that they're just such great actors and such great performances of those characters it makes them way beyond beyond what they could have been and caroline ford does that too with susan she's she is so subtle and 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 susan's performance it just works really well even when they do slightly creepy stuff with her talking over at when the dolls are probably getting ready to be ambushed Don't ever come proposing peace to people who don't want peace. Pacifism is a strength of only the aggressor. And it's a weapon of the aggressor. Pacifism is not. No. No revolution, no fight for freedom has ever been accomplished without violence. I say as the dogs blast everybody, but it's, it's kind of true. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it's always irked me a little bit about the thaws in this. Now I love this doctor talking with us all about history and their archives and stuff. I think sometimes we get this projection of the first doctor that he was always just like angry and and like a curmudgeon or whatever uh, but I, I, I think like in this episode you really get to see what Hartnell brought early on which lasted for a very long time in the series like, and, and me as a kid I didn't appreciate Hartnell it's kind of like in comics not appreciating Jack Kirby as a kid I didn't appreciate Hartnell as much as a kid and I've grown to really uh, enjoy his performances and stuff haven't checked out any of the new audios of a different first doctor, but I'll have to do it eventually. Something like second, third. I I think I've gotten snippets of some, but not full stories really. I just love this speech Ian gives, explaining basically racism to the thaws. Because this is like like one of the big tenets I was talking about, like how pacifism doesn't work for freedom. Um, because Ian talks about you need to show them respect. Like, if you never show people that you have strength, they will run right over you. And if anything, like this episode, this, this serial is supposed to be like the thaws learning a lesson. I just love it. It's, it's, like there's several times where the Ian character gives one of these good speeches and one of these good moments of like where he is projecting everything forward. Not the doctor, he is. Those those type things are lost later when it's only the doctor usually saying that stuff. 
and Ian hits it in a nutshell. Pacifism only works when everybody feels the same. And the doctor comes in undercovering history lessons. See that this TARDIS crew worked so well together and all the performances and the writing of the characters you don't have Doctor being the only one that's discovering stuff and have knowledge and projecting strength everybody does in their own ways at different times I mean if I wanted to be you know smart guy writing like a smart guy so to speak I guess I would say that one of the biggest themes that I, th I get from uh, the Daleks story is how pacifism doesn't work. It doesn't work when you're facing creatures or beings or people who don't believe in peace. Don't believe in compassion, don't believe in right and wrong. And then you get ready to your building towards that end point. And then there it is. So hopefully it won't be as long between episodes if we get to the next episode of this story. And another brain leakage out. I'm trying to record this one on the Podbean app. And see how that goes. Because a lot of times I want these to be informal. Really, unless I have a guest on there, which if anybody wants to come in and talk about an episode or a story or anything, uh, just let me go. Let me know. Because I'd love to have as many voices on here as I can. And we don't have to cover one episode. We cover a whole story. Just let me know if you're interested. I'll see y'all next time.